0: Hey out there, everybody. This is Nicole Greer, the Vibrant Coach, and I am so excited to talk to you guys. We have got episode number 117 today. Seems almost mind boggling that I've done this 117 times. <laughs> But uh, I'm just really, really dedicated to this idea that coaching is really the tool that we need to kind of, you know, fix the world's problems. Wouldn't it be amazing if all of us were running at a higher level of performance, more conscious, more aware of the things that we can do in the world with our strengths and our talents and our ordained mission? Wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? So I I cannot let up. Uh, We have got to move on forward. And so, Today, I am sitting uh, down in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. I am at a great, great friend and fellow coach at Vibrant Coaching. I'm at Martha Allen's home today. And so um, it's a little bit like a four star hotel, I got to tell you. I'm getting waited on hand and foot this morning before my uh, blog talk radio show. But so excited to be down here, going to spend the day working with two coaches around one of our tools in our toolbox, which is talent analytics, and inside of talent analytics is the ability to take a disk profile, which measures personality and ambition, which is very cool. I'm going to do a show on ambition, and we take that information, we're able to put it into a database, and then take that database and do some analysis, some critical thinking, that lets us look at who the team is we're dealing with and what their strengths are, what their challenges are, and how we might put people in a most valuable player position and really put together some benchmarking. So really, really cool stuff that we're going to be working on today as a team. And, uh, and then tomorrow, I've got a big day. I'm going to be going to the National Speakers Association Carolina's meeting. So I don't know what your weekend holds, but I am just leaning into my mission. And as you know, I'm on a mission to energize, impact, and influence people to lead a more vibrant life through engaging what is possible and making it probable. And so today, I am going to implore you to think about how you think, because it's critical to do critical thinking. And so in this second episode of the Thinking Series, uh, we're going to dive deep into critical thinking The fact about critical thinking is that it has been around and has been looked at as a, you know, a practice since the days of Socrates. So it's about 2,500 years old, and in my imagination, uh, you know, he grew weary, tolerating uninformed, lethargic, and, you know, obviously empty thinking, and he wanted to really encourage people to think about how they're thinking, and Personally, I can easily imagine this because, hello, that is what my experience is on a day-to-day basis. I mean, haven't you run into people, you try to start having a conversation with them, and you're really just coming at the conversation or the dialogue from a curious standpoint. You want to explore a subject matter, explore a situation in your life, and boom, right out of the gate, people are starting to judge your situation They're starting to give their opinion instead of stepping back and really, really looking at what is going on in the situation and how can we navigate your situation um, more effectively. It's just we jump to conclusions, give opinions, and I'm sure this happens in your workplace, maybe even in your home life, so I know that you can relate. So when we find ourselves holding these conversations or, worse yet, discussions with people, so let's talk real quickly about the difference between conversations, discussions, and dialogue. There's actually three different kinds. And so when you are doing critical thinking, uh, you're not really having a conversation. Conversations are you know, like a very shallow. It's where you meet somebody, you know somebody, you have an acquaintance and you talk about how are you, how are the kids, where are you going on vacation? You know, this is just, you know, social interaction, just a conversation to connect with people. Usually conversations Are you know the predecessor to discussion and dialogue? You know we warm up, we have a little ice breaking time with conversation, but typically what we do after that is we go deeper as we talk to somebody for a period of time. Now your deeper conversations can turn into either the dialogue or the discussion. Now the way I look at a discussion is that a discussion is where something is going to to occur where somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose. So, for example, if you sit down and you talk with somebody at work, I need to have a discussion with you. You know, the tone of it is already like, I need to straighten you out. I need to give you my opinion and you need to accept it. Uh, So discussions tend to have, you know, like a negotiation piece inside of them or some kind of persuasion or maybe even a mandate. But a dialogue, which is a tool we use at Vibrant Coaching when we work with teams, um, and when we work with, you know, people who are partnering in something, you know, we really encourage them to have dialogue. And dialogue is completely different, full of critical thinking. And inside of that dialogue is this idea that, you know, both people or all the people in the group have some collective genius that can come together. And really figure out the facts and get to the bottom of something and come out on the other side with a better answer, a better way, a better project, a better process. So what we want to do is really, really encourage this thing of dialogue. In fact, we do exercises called the Art of Dialogue, and it really helps people work on their critical thinking. But let's dig a little deeper right there. All right, so the thing about critical thinking is that it is this idea that you step back and think about how you're thinking. So I've mentioned this word metacognition on our last show, and that's exactly what it is. But now we're going to put uh, that concept of stepping back and thinking about how you're thinking into a formal process that, again, has been handed down uh, for 2,500 years. And so critical thinking has six formal stages. And the first formal stage is gaining knowledge. And so what we want to do there is we want to ask questions to come at the process uh, from a very, very curious perspective. And to gain knowledge, you're going to have to have like kind of a particular disposition or a, a particular way you're going to place yourself uh, before, before the question at hand or before the, the information you're trying to explore. So great critical thinkers have these dispositions. They are curious about the world. They are creative questioners. And so this idea of powerful questions inside of coaching is absolutely huge. They frequently are always looking and asking the why. And this why is not a call to defensiveness, you know, like why are you doing that or why are we doing that. It's more like what is the motivation behind, you know, the situation that we're in. Uh, They're interested in credibility. Uh, They are interested in, you know, sticking to the main point and really, really, you know, whittling down to get to the heart of a matter. They're typically very open-minded and they seriously consider points of view other than their own. Can you imagine if you were surrounded with people who wanted to consider other points of view other than their own? Wouldn't that be refreshing? And they're willing to change a position when the evidence is sufficient, and they're able to withhold judgment. They are all about seeking precision, um, not in a painful, overly perfectionistic way, but really getting to the, the 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 root of something. They're able to realize limits of knowing and they're able to see their personal bias. So that is huge. I mean and the cool thing about being a critical thinker is I think it takes um this really core thing that we talk about inside of self assessment is, you know, character. I mean it takes a very uh well developed character to maintain these critical thinking dispositions, you know. So uh, we've got a model inside of Vibrant Coaching where we talk about character, and there's four meta factors. Uh, One of those is this idea of courage. So I, I think it takes great courage to be a critical thinker, to open yourself up and be open to other people's points of views and look at your own personal bias. It takes huge courage because, hello, you might be wrong. All right, so the second piece of character is wisdom, and so to be a critical thinker is hugely wise. I mean, to get out of your own way and kind of explore the world, huge wisdom. Uh, the third thing about character is it's about humanity. And so the thing about critical thinking is although the word critical is in the title or is in the framework, the reality is is that critical is not critical as in criticized. Uh, it's more like critical in that it's important that we think. You know, so it's like important thinking. It's not, you know, uh, this thinking that's finding fault, okay? Although if you do critical thinking, finding fault will occur, but it's held lightly and it's held uh, with this idea that, oh my gosh, we were thinking incorrectly and we have to think a different way. Uh, And then finally, the fourth piece of character is this idea of resilience. So it's when you find out that the way I've been thinking, oh, my gosh, I've been thinking about this all wrong, you have the resilience and ability to bounce back and say, okay, this is the new way that I'm going to think. So being a critical thinker, I'm telling you, it's going to be huge for, you know, your own personal life, but, like, on the job, if you are a critical thinker, and especially if you're some kind of leader inside of an organization holding a position where you need to listen to other people that are below you and above you inside an organization, this is a huge, huge skill that you need to have. All right, so critical thinking, the first stage was gaining knowledge. And so in order to do that, we're going to have to have all those dispositions that we just talked about. And so gaining knowledge is, you know, number one, um, you know, doing your research. And so if you're involved in a particular situation – and you need to make a decision or you need to be able to um, talk effectively, speak effectively to that, they're going to have to do your research. So in this case, you know, this takes some time uh, to sit back, uh, to ask the powerful questions and to you know take notes, get organized, and you know move through all the details of the process. And so let me give you a good example of how you use this in your own life. So right now I have a client, and uh, this client uh, he is you know looking to switch roles and do a career transition. And you know going through a career transition when somebody's about to give you a job offer and you're kind of you know doing that something with the HR department, it can be, you know, really, really stressful. And so if you don't watch your thinking, you can just start imagining all sorts of things are happening where you don't really know. And so when this client uh, reached out to me and said, oh, my gosh, this is taking way longer than I thought, and, you know, I'm not sure what's going on, and they're not doing it, you know, exactly how I thought they would do it, you know, it's just like I I asked this, this client, I said, hey. Write down the facts, write down the facts, just get a really good comprehensive list of the facts, exactly what's been said to your best recollection, and get those things written down. you know that is that you need to get knowledge. you don't need to let your emotions jump in there and take over. You need to just sit back and say, "Okay, these are the facts about this job transition and the job offer I'm about to get and so that is excellent because you're gonna separate yourself from your anxiety and your and your emotions and get really, really solid. Now, once you get all your information in place, you're gonna get stage two in the critical thinking process, and that is comprehension. And comprehension is the idea of now that I have the facts, do I understand what's going on? Now the deal of it is stages one and two, gaining knowledge and comprehension, They are going to kind of flip-flop, right? So if you gain your knowledge, you've done your research, and now you sit and you're trying to understand, comprehend what is exactly going on, what is exactly the situation, what is exactly the truth, more questions will bubble up. And then you're going to go back to stage one, gain more knowledge, come back and continue to understand. So just kind of understand that those first two pieces are going to flip-flop and kind of be intermingled as you're doing critical thinking. So let's say that you've got all your facts written down and you think you have a very clear understanding about what is going to unfold, what the situation is. Then you're going to be in this process of application. And application is, so now that I have this information and understand it, how am I going to apply it moving forward. And in mm-hmm. the case of this career transition, I had somebody write down, you know, this is what's actually going on. This is how I understand it. You know, then we would do what we call in the Shine Coaching Methodology, a next right step, which is application, application, application. She's going to, you know, um, sit back um and take a look at the situation, and so he is going to, you know, decide what will be my next right step, so in this case, you know, what we kind of decided was, you know, let's move past this space of time, let's give the HR department, let's give the people at this organization a space to, uh, through the holiday, we just passed over the Labor Day weekend, and, you know, get their ducks in a row, and if we don't hear anything, let's, Let's, you know, let's reach out, like, on, uh, you know, a certain particular date and let's say these things, you know. And it may be at that point that we're going back to gaining knowledge, trying to understand the situation. We're asking a lot of questions again uh, in the career transition to understand where the company is coming from. The application is really, really, really about making sure that you have some next right steps in place. And then you might double back to the meeting process and start at stage one again if your application um does not get you to the destination you wanted to get to. All right, so step four is analysis. And so after you've taken that next right step, you've applied what you have learned. You've applied it to the you now, you're going to see what results you get. And so once you you know, think through, now we're going to do analysis on, you know, uh, what happens as a result of me understanding and comprehending to the level of that and the knowledge that I had. We may find that, you know, things continue to prove true or things continue to prove positive. And so then we can keep moving forward, which leads us to uh, stage number five, which is synthesis. And now at this stage, we've you know, gained the knowledge, we've comprehended, we've taken the next right step through application, we've analyzed that, you know, we're moving in the right direction, and now we begin to synthesize or, you know, involve this information in our life. You know, like we take it as truth, we take it as solid, we take it as foundational, and we begin to synthesize whatever we're learning into our thinking moving forward. So it's almost like as you begin to be a critical thinker and test theories and test situations and test principles test character traits, test all sorts of things in your life, you know, you're going to have more context permanently in your brain that you will continuously use. And when you keep putting all those things into your brain and use them for thinking, you're having serious, serious, great synthesis. So I can give you a really good example of that. When I first went through my coach training, you know, all the concepts of coaching were so fresh to me, new to me and you know, or to my manual and I had to think about, you know, very, very um clearly, you know, through gaining knowledge and comprehending the tools I had, trying to apply them you know, how did I do with my coaching session? And then begin to synthesize all of those tools into my process of coaching. So right there, I'm going through the five first stages of critical thinking with all of these new tools I got when I went through coach training. Now that I've been doing this for about seven years, you know, when I sit down and coach somebody, I do things uh-huh. almost automatically. Like, I don't have to think, oh, right here I should ask a powerful question, or right here, you know, I should use or, or right here I should help them reframe what they're doing. These things have become synthesized into me, inside me, and so now they're just, like, in me They're part of me. And that's really, really great stuff. So, for example, you know, we could switch from, uh, this idea of using it vocationally over in these really scary areas of life. So many people, I uh, would say, you know, there's a couple no things you never discuss. It's like, well, you don't discuss politics and religion, right? So you've heard that before. But wouldn't it be amazing if people went through the critical thinking process around their politics and around their religion you know, they went through, they actually gained knowledge about their own faith, the one that they, you know, signed up for, and then the others that are out there to make understand where the other folks in the world are coming from, you know, understanding gain comprehension of how people got to the place where they chose the politics that they support or the religion that they support, and then actually take that knowledge and understanding and apply it in your life so that you could build bridges across these different places, right? So, you know, what would it be like if we could get a Democrat and a Republican to have a great conversation and move the process forward? That's very, very important. That would be amazing. So, you know, doing this work and becoming synthesized, uh, you know, it's going to help us break down a lot of silos in the world. And we can't emphasize that any greater um, that we've got to do is critical thinking. So, you have synthesis at level five, right? So now we are starting to become more people with our ideas in our minds. All right, page six, evaluation. And so, that's where you spend a considerable amount of time, you know, doing some critical thinking about a process, about our political system, about our religious system, about the situation at work, and you step up and you evaluate, you know, how is my thinking helping me think or hurting me? Which, again, sends you right back through the process of the big stated. So the goal of sharing this with you is, A, that I would love to have just like a team of people in the world that are, you know, going around, uh, you know, really kind of, as I like to say, poking holes in theories and poking holes in the way that we think, that we can develop cultures of critical thinking. So I just want you to think for a moment about the place that you work and the home that you live in. And I want you to think about a couple of things. I'm going to explore um, a model that I use all the time in my coaching. It's called U101. And let's just for a moment, imagine in your mind that, you know, at the center of you, there are like three or four things that exist in your comfort zone. And inside that comfort zone, one of the number one things that you have is a set of beliefs. And these beliefs are absolutely imperative that you do some critical thinking around your own beliefs. One, because your beliefs might be amazing, excellent, the world has need of it, and you have to be able to share it with other people, so let's imagine that you have this great belief. So, for example, the core belief that um, inside of every human being there's like this spark, and everybody on planet Earth, you know, was born for a reason and a purpose, and that um, are humans that are chock full of possibility, and all we got to do is figure out how to turn the possibility into probability. Right? So this is a core belief of mine, So for. You know, seven years plus, I have been looking at how do I gain knowledge, which is step one of the critical thinking, to edify that belief or get rid of it. Right. So you you stay open minded. So I have read countless books on potential, countless books on coaching, countless books on leadership, countless books, etc. And found that you know there is story after story, uh, case study after case study. When people figure out what their unique ability is in the world, that they can be amazing and do amazing things, and so you know, I've gone through the process of gaining knowledge about that. Then you know, I I comprehend this. I'm like, this is true, and I understand how people take their raw potential and the things that they do in order to turn their raw potential, their ability, probably, I. Have Hello is one of the, in my own life I have started to apply that, right? So I got a coaching certificate seven years ago and I began to apply coaching in the world. Uh I'm using my natural skills, my natural strengths, and I step back and I said, Oh my gosh, people are actually changing our money. In fact, uh, one of the coaches that I work with, uh Martha, who's right now, She uh, is accepting new clients at this time, so check out our website at www. thebarbercoach. com. See Martha up there on the website. But she, you know, is um, taking on clients, and she's got one client in particular. And like, just every time Martha coaches this client, she she's just so in awe of the changes and the. possibilities that they've considered in coaching and how this coachee is taking those possibilities and turning them totally into probabilities, you know, and and it's little steps and big things, and it's just so exciting. So, you know, we step back and we look at that, and we can clearly see that, you know, people can move through the process. So, again, we've applied it, we're coaching people, and we see it really, really works for folks and that it can move people forward. And so uh, all the concepts we deliver through coaching begin to synthesize. Now, again, we're at stage five. And so at stage 5 this person is taking on how it work and taking on new mental models that's really really driving their life in the right direction and then finally you know you step back you have the next coaching session and we begin to evaluate so you know, how did that new strategy work for you? It's working beautifully. So it's important to you know understand that you take a core belief from U101 and you run it through this critical thinking process, and you know you get more sold out, or you find areas where you uh, need to tweak the process. But it's really really important to figure out what you believe. Now, uh, again, another story about beliefs, just so you can see the importance of them. Um, you know, there's this old quote by Henry Ford that says. Um, if you think uh if you think you can, you can't, if you think you can't, you can't. And that's absolutely the truth. So it's really about your belief system that you've got to, you know, critically think about think, think about. So I had a client yesterday, I was talking with her at length about one of her employees. And when she talks to one of her employees about something new they're going to do or something that they're going to move forward, she says, Oh, I can't do that. I mean, it just comes right out of her mouth yeah, without any hesitation. And so, you know, what we need to do with this employee, if we apply critical thinking, is that we need to help this employee gain knowledge about the task or the responsibility that she's being asked to take on, right? So step one, when somebody says, I can't do something, we, you know, go right inside of their belief system. We help them gain knowledge that either confirms or denies beliefs that they have, help them understand it, help them find a way to apply what they're learning, step back, do analysis on how's this person doing with regard to this new task? Are they understanding everything they need to understand? Did they comprehend? Can they apply it? Then eventually with this new employee, we will have synthesis and then you need to follow up and do evaluation. So doesn't that sound like a performance review process inside of your organization? That's exactly what we need to do is run through this critical thinking process with people. But here's your challenge. Your challenge is to become a critical thinker yourself, all right? Work on yourself first, people. And then the invitation is to start dialogues with people inviting them to work through the six stages. So let's say you're in a staff meeting this coming week or you're sitting around the kitchen table trying to decide where to go on vacation. Either scenario, you can sit down, pull out a piece of paper, number it one through six, and see if you can run through the critical thinking stages uh, to really make an informed and positive decision, either about the project at work or the vacation at home. So... We want to move forward in that way. Um, Next, we're going to have our third in our critical thinking series. I'm looking forward to that. Every Friday morning at 7.30, we have our blog talk radio. And, of course, there is an archive of, like I said, now there will be 117 blog talk radios in the archive. There or key blog talk radio coach, And you can find all sorts of things that we have been dialing. and doing critical thinking about, hey, mark your calendar. On October 23rd, we are going to have a Shine Retreat. It's going to be up in Statesville, North Carolina. And Shine Retreats are a one-day-away opportunity to be coached in a collaborative setting. We have the most amazing humans come up to the farm. And, you know, these are five times a year, and it's imperative that we pull ourselves, peel ourselves away from our day-to-day, stop, slow down, and run through the Shine coaching methodology. So we do self-assessment, how to work, integrity work, figure out the next right steps, and figure out how and what kind of energy we're going to use to push ourselves to what's, from what's possible to what's probable, all right? So... Sign up for October 23rd. I'd love to meet you in person. And it is Friday, so TGIF. I hope you have a beautiful weekend. And if you would give a rating on blog, talk about the quality of this program. We would like to make improvements. And see you soon. This is Nicole for Have a fabulous day.